0: Welcome back everyone to episode 10 of the Valkyrie cast a podcast about movies television and video games i'm your host matt returning this week from his expedition to find el dorado we have tommy what up our other host came second place in a national afro contest we've got drew hello everyone my hair is beautiful but wait there's more we've got special guests today not just one not just two, but three special guests. So first off, we've got the Golden Gun himself. We've got Russell.
1: <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? I went oh, yeah. there. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to stick. We're going to oh, make boy. it stick. Next up, we have the Raging Asian. We have Sean, who we also call Tintin.
2: What's going on, everybody? Tintin! Welcome hey, to Tintin.
0: the show. And finally, the king of the memes himself. We have my good friend, Rollo. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, was I expect- am your meme lord was, for the evening. Oh I was expecting something
2: epic. I was expecting I was too. I was waiting for it.
0: So this is a very special episode. Since this is our 10th episode, we wanted to do something special. So for the first time, we are actually recording this in the same room together live. Tommy is to my right, and I could high-five him. Drew is a little far away and just high-fived Russell. But if you don't know, we actually usually... Carolla and Sean just did homeschool high fives. <laughs> they high-fived themselves. Uh, we usually do our recordings um, because we live in different towns, but because this was our 10th episode, we wanted to do something special. So um, to start us off, though, since we've got uh, guests for the first time, what we're going to start doing with first-time guests is we're going to put them on the spot, and they have to tell us either their favorite video game, movie, movie, or television show and so russell's gonna start us off it doesn't matter which one you can pick which one so you can do a video game movie or television but what's your favorite guys? i'm
1: definitely going with a movie Ooh, but i'm gonna call. cheat and it's gonna be a tie between remember the titans mm-hmm. and the lion king because you can't pick either one of those over the other. So do you really
3: think you could um smash those together and i make definitely a i
1: think that simba is a versatile enough actor that he could be good in any <laughs> genre
0: that you put him in. I, I feel you Hashtag remember the Lion King. Remember the, <laughs> remember the Lion King. Remember who you are. Oh. <laughs> so are you excited for the live action Lion King?
1: I am, just because James Earl Jones is coming back, and Childish Gambino will be in it, as Rollo
0: po- pointed out to me. Hey, no way. Uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, he's playing Simba. How cool is that? That's
2: wicked. Alright, well, Sean, how about you? I'm gonna go with movie. Okay. And um, I'm gonna say the... Uh, Alien series. Now, it a right
3: movie or an entire series? Which like, one's your favorite? Yeah,
2: the yeah. first one's my favorite. Okay, I'm not so sure how I... F- I'm not sure how I feel about number four. <laughs> uh, number you four should be leading. adding
4: number three to that list, too, or <laughs> really? you need to scoot down and, and shuffle closer to Rolo.
2: <laughs>
1: it might not be a good thing that we're all in the same room.
0: I was we're striking distance. For those who may not know, Tommy is a huge Alien fan. So yeah, for, the, a- for the
3: man who's not a fanboy about much of anything,
0: Alien That is my thing. Mm-hmm. So what did
2: you think about the uh, Alien Covenant movie? I loved right? it. I'll be
0: honest. I, I, I absolutely loved it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Never seen any Alien stuff. Same. We which is That's why you're on the opposite I side. You can't punch me. Yeah, Prometheus was a little hard if you hadn't seen the other. But after watching the first Alien, I feel like it may be better. Then, well, I think but. it was a
4: shift too. Everybody really wanted another Alien film, but I think the reason that Alien worked is it was honestly one of the first and best of its kind. It was a B class horror film when it came out, and you know the tactics that used then do not necessarily translate and work today. I mean, just look at the new, you know, it trailers. If for those yeah. who have seen it, a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is not as scary," because uh, the content that scared the mess out of us back in the '80s is fun today yeah. because it doesn't scare us quite as much. I mean, You've we know seen the it tricks. So much,
3: yeah. 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 That makes sense. We, we know the that. tricks. I like that.
5: Cool. All right. Well, good choice. All right, Rolla, what you got? All right. So I'm actually going to go video game. Yeah. And my favorite video game games. It's a trilogy, the BioShock series. Oh, like, a good one. I would love one. those games so much.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to make you pick one though because we made Sean pick one, All so.
5: Right. I'm going to go Infinite. BioShock Infinite. Like the story I, is perfect, gameplay is perfect.
3: The skyhook. The Skyhook's skyhook is awesome. it's cool. amazing. It's cool. mm-hmm. Especially when you like smash it into people and kind of disintegrate them Yes. I mean, normally
5: I don't like games that are like don't have like online or multiplayer, mm-hmm. but like the story is just so well done that I could. That's one game like I could play over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I really, I really liked Infinite. The the original ones were good, but there's uh, something about like the fact that Infinite was bright yet still really scary was was really cool to me. Like it wasn't a yeah. dark, gritty game like the first ones were, right. but it was still, you know. It yeah. still had some really scary yeah, moments. Yeah, it's
3: had its dark moments. It's a great game. Like, and yeah. you you pointed out, it is a terrifying game. The premise is terrifying. Everything else, but it doesn't. It's not dark at all. It's very bright and happy. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm. There's there's a symbolism somewhere in there. I think. Well, now that we've kind of get to know our special guests a little bit better, we're going to open up with our favorite segment, Whatcha Binge Watching. This is a segment where we talk about what we've been spending our free time on, whether it's a book, movie, television show, or video game. I'll go first because I've been really wanting to share what I've been watching, and there's two things I want to talk about. One, I've started rewatching Cowboy Bebop. Thanks to Tommy, because he I was approve. able to get it to me. And it's really, really good. We had our anime episode a few weeks back, and it was one of the ones that we talked about, how, that it's like uh, one of the staples. It's like one of the best ones that have been popular ho- over here in the Western. Uh, but it's really good. I'm not done with it yet, and it's it's each episode's pretty self-contained, but you can tell there's like episodes, every like five episodes, there's like this really intense episode that yeah. you can tell is kind of what the main... Thing is plot is and so those episodes are always so so good so cowboy bebop's awesome i also like that y'all know i like archer the opening to cowboy bebop is like super similar to the opening to archer which archer's newer so i it, it, i'm assuming those are based off something that came before but i'm not really sure it's like the co- colorful intro with jazz music and shapes and stuff it's just really cool
4: yeah, it's uh, uh i would probably say that's like a 70s noir yeah. style yes. i mean i mean that's what it Very is. Very classic.
0: So I like that. So that's what I've been watching, but then I bought a Nintendo Switch, and I've been playing Legend of Zelda like crazy, and it, it's amazing. And I could keep talking about it forever, but I'm just, just going to leave it at that. So that's, that's it. So, um, Sean. Oh, boy. What have you been watching?
2: <laughs> well, um, I think on my uh, lunchtimes at work, I think I've been switching between two. Mm-hmm. I've been switching between uh, The American's, which is that show about a uh, yeah? Like is that the Russian spy show? The yeah, like sleepers yeah. S-
0: sleeper cell agents or what? Yeah, it's, re-
2: it's really interesting because I like the history aspect of it, mm-hmm. and that that sort of thing appeals to me. But then um, on the other hand, I've I've kind of been a uh, binge watching Hannibal, which is pretty good. which is interesting, and it keeps just like escalating each episode. So. Mm-hmm. So. Uh As far as me goes, uh,
3: I have been binge watching uh, The Office. So my Uh, wife has never seen the whole thing. Uh. And we've talked about since we've been dating. So it's been like five years now uh, (laughs) that we've been talking about doing this. And finally, we just got to a place we hadn't got some shows and we just dove in and she's dove in more than me because The Office for me, and I don't know about how you guys feel, I feel like I can watch an episode no matter where it's at in the season and still find it entertaining and enjoyable. Um, So I've just kind of been... You know, popping in for an episode here or there, but she's like, she started watching this like last week, and I think she's already like season six plus easy.
0: Oh, yeah. So just like mine and Russell's uh, college roommate, then.
1: Yes, yes. The reason we don't like she, the reason me and Russell don't like <laughs> the she's a,
0: she's a little prettier, and I've not been around
3: for all of it, so. True. Yeah. So, but yeah, office man, it's funny. I, I forgot how funny it is. It's mm. good. I mean, anything you can beat to death, but it's good. Cool. So
5: just kind of following up with you, like office like i love the characters like they're really easy to like just fall in love with as you have yeah. a Dwight shirt on as I we do speak. have a dwight uh, oh you do, sh- I, do, I, do, I, do have even, I didn't even
0: notice
5: on. that Farm. It's shirt on yes <laughs> um for me once i think the one show i'm watching probably the most of right now is a uh, community oh yeah oh, so and i love it like i love donald glover's character um it's just a really funny show mm-hmm. um I did actually go to Walmart the other day and buy a season five of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, all
0: right. Wait,
1: you're not caught up?
5: No, I am not caught up. Oh my shame! I've already had instances people spoiling shame. things for me. I ain't caught up. You gotta stay there, so. off the internet because it's <laughs> yeah. everywhere. It is yes. everywhere. So, like, I have to be very hesitant on mm. what I click on.
4: There's evidently a service now, and I've thought about using this against somebody, that if you pay like $2, they will send out yep. six yep. spoilers, what? and Game of Thrones <laughs> is one of the options, and so I've totally thought about ruining just finding that friend who is not current. I'm not current. I'm on season two, episode one, uh, but just bombarding them. <laughs> <laughs> as Russell goes to leave. That seems, uh, that seems a bit cruel. And what is this I called stopped, again? <laughs> I stopped
3: watching Walking Dead for that very reason. this people would spoil it too much. And I, was I just stopped like, I'm watching done.
0: it because it was boring.
3: Well, that's, that was, it was it the bored. other reason as well. I'm with
0: you on that one. That's a whole nother topic for yeah. another day. <laughs>
4: uh, and uh, speaking of another topic, uh, I've been binging... Um, I'm actually reading the Alien books so oh. I've, I picked up the first Alien I'm about halfway through uh, really enjoying all the, the universe and the world that it builds beyond the films and just diving into that and then on the TV side, I just finished yesterday or the day before uh, 13 Reasons Why mm. on Netflix, which was depressing mm. I was about
1: to say, pretty, is pretty it as heavy, heavy. as everyone it's says
4: heavy. it is? I'm torn on it Um I, just from some personal thoughts, I'm really torn on whether or not I liked it. Um, I think I finished it because I'm, I've got that personality that unless it's like really bad, I have to I have to finish that movie or I have to finish that show. Unless it's just uh, there's only two or three things that I've ever walked away and just like turned off, like yeah, the gamer. The gamer. Um, the gamer. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> just couldn't do it.
3: Didn't you say you didn't make it through John Carter of Mars, which is one no, of my I favorite could, you're right. flops, by the way, yeah. when I wasn't here for that episode. Oh, yeah.
4: Well, I feel really bad, too, when I say The Gamer, because uh, I've actually come to be friends with a guy who was second unit DP for The Gamer.
3: Really? And so
4: I felt really bad, because I was like, oh, yeah, I hated The Gamer. And he's like, oh, I actually worked on that film. I like, oh, I'm sorry.
3: I mean, we all work on things that we don't necessarily love. I don't
4: think love. I've seen The Gamer. <laughs> it's an old Gerard Butler film, I think from 2007 or 2009 or was something. Was it the in that
0: general plot, like... A prisoner goes uh, in place. Yeah, they start. Oh, okay. Well, no, they yeah. they
4: start using prisoners as yeah avatars, as, basically. And, yeah, yeah.
0: That's yeah. Never mind. This I, I I didn't finish it either. Yeah, I I remember watching it to the point where apparent apparently the um Gerard Butler's character starts to be able to kind of take control a little bit or something. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm bored. Okay, this is just another death race. That's that's how I yeah, felt about that's, it. That's fair. But. Death race.
1: So. I'm going to pull a rollo and I'm going to go video games because you guys are all going TV shows. I found this game called Jotun on Steam. It was free for a limited time and I'd seen good things about it. And so I was like, it's free. I'll download it, I'll play it. And it's basically you're this character called Thora and you drown. And to come back to life, you have to prove yourself to the gods. And it's okay. all based on Norse mythology. And you have to go through these different dungeons and stuff and then fight the gods, kind of like God of War. But the part I love is it's all hand-drawn. So the whole game is just beautiful and it's huge and it's all in Icelandic, which is a really cool language, which I would never heard. But in the game, it's all in that language and it's subtitled. But just the scale and the scope of the game is just so fun to look at and play and explore. And so I've just been playing a lot of that. So what was the name of that again? It's called Jotune. J O T U N. I need to check that out. I
3: love hand drawn games. It's yeah. really fun. Um, that uh, Cuphead, that indie game that's yeah. coming out. it's like a, looks like really Like an old like
0: 1920s or it 30s looks like cartoon. Steamboat
3: Willie. To yeah, Steamboat Willie yeah. shooter. It
0: looks really great. So that's that's the I one that you showed that. me the other yes. day, right? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it he showed it to me, and it does look. It's kind of that top down view, and it looks like it'd be a lot of fun to do. So. Cool. Well, that's uh, what you binge watching. Thanks for sharing, guys. So now we're going to dive into our topic of the day. So for this episode, we wanted to do something really, really special. And Mijer and Tommy talked about it, and we decided that we wanted to take a really good look at VR, virtual reality. So this is our virtual reality special. Drew has recently purchased a Oculus Rift with the Oculus Touch controls. Oh, yes. I have had one for a little while. It's actually kind of the reason I ended up getting a PC for gaming because I just I did a test one of those little demos at Best Buy. And I got to play that game The Climb where you're literally a mountain climber sold me. I was like, I'm down, I want this. And that's a good point about VR. I really thought, and maybe some of you guys
3: who are listening thought it was real gimmicky and maybe not that developed. I actually had a conversation with a coworker earlier this week where he was like, I mean, VR is still kind of being developed, which is true, but it's at a place, especially once you would put an Oculus or probably an HTV, uh, HTC Vive on, mm-hmm. that to a level of polish that is really impressive and uh i'm the same way the first time i tried matt's out after he tried one at demo um i was pretty much like yeah i'm i've got to get one of these so finally sold a motorcycle and got one yeah
4: you know it makes me sad that there are people out there who uh aren't aren't excited about hearing about vr yeah like uh we joked earlier before before we started that like 10 year old me has been waiting for this all my life oh yeah and Mm -hmm. it's it's true like ever since i was a little kid like Virtual reality was like that thing, like just outside of like technological grasp and here it is and you know, it might be gimmicky but I
3: love it. Well it it is gimmicky to some degrees sure. but at the same time it, I, I have not felt like some, some technology has made me feel like this is the future in a long time. I remember the first time I used Siri thinking, wow, I can talk to a device and it actually understands me. The first time I used an iPad thinking this is a computer, I hold like a sheet of paper thinking this is the future. And I i don't know about you guys, but for me, I've not had that feeling in a long time, but as soon as I put an Oculus on and it, I was in my bedroom, but I felt like I was in a completely different world, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it feels like the future. And it's, it's I'm excited to see what, Is going to happen with the medium as a whole because i think there's some really interesting applications some stuff we're already seeing that's really cool we're going to talk about um and for gaming man you know there's not much more
0: immersion than this it's really impressive so what we did is today we took mine Drew's oculus and we spent about two hours just playing a bunch of games just to really get a feel for it everything from shooting games to just playing around picking things up games and what was cool is rollo and sean we were talking about it and besides Batman VR, which Rollo played, right, and then there was that one Sean played. Oh yeah, yeah, and and Sean played Super Hot. I'm glad yeah, you right. said that. Superhot. Between besides Batman and Super Hot, every game we played today and the ones we're going to talk about a little later were free. That came with the Oculus. Were free games, whether they're indie games or some of them even were um, came with the Oculus Touch. Yeah. When you, you when you buy that, it comes with a bunch of free games, and some of those were probably the funnest games that. I've got a chance to play with. So me and Drew both have Oculuses, so it's obvious that we both spend time together on it a lot. But for the rest of these guys, this was your first experience using VR. So tell me a little about, little bit about this experience and what game really stood out to you.
5: Okay, so the game that really stuck out to me was one called Robo Recall. And like you were saying earlier, it was a free game. And just the way it was set up as a shooter, like an arcade game, it, like, I, I feel like I could play that for hours upon hours, mm-hmm. so I may not need to get one, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but, um, but it was just so, I guess, um, involved to where like, I felt like I was shooting robots, and mm-hmm. it was just really entertaining to play so. it's also yeah.
1: fun to pull robots heads off just it like, is It is. that and, was and, and, the best part was being able to rip things apart <laughs> And me and Rolo both did the same thing you have like the demo that you can rip apart and then we're like what else can I rip apart and we just start <laughs> grabbing <laughs> stuff and trying to rip it
3: apart
0: I, like, I am Hulk <laughs> can, I was about to say, can we get Hulk Simulator? where you just Oh, play oh hey, you think no. More like that
1: Rampage game for N64 yeah, yeah. back oh, in the day. Yeah. That would hey, be mentioning that Marvel announced at D23
3: that they've got this really cool virtual reality game coming where you play as characters Ooh. like the Hulk and Rocket,
0: Raccoon, and other things like that. It's really neat. Awesome. Yes, the, the the what was it called, Robo Recall. Mm-hmm. It's probably, probably my favorite. I know Drew's yeah. probably his favorite. It's definitely it's, good. Said. It's by, by good Epic choice. Games,
3: so like mm-hmm. a big developer, AAA developer, feels like a AAA game.
2: Mhm. Well, I guess for me it's the uh, well back a little bit of a backup. I'm I've been looking for this kind of thing for since I was a kid, you know. I mean, I know we had the Nintendo like Nintendo's old thing,
3: Virtual Boy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but that was just like red lines on the <laughs> like, on a little visual on a little uh, headgear, but now we got this Oculus Rift and but all that to say like I guess one of the, one of my favorite things from the Oculus Rift was the uh, was um super hot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz um every time I moved everything sped up to normal and then I stopped and then it was just slow down but it's
0: like the closest
2: thing to being in the Matrix. Yeah,
0: especially with VR because the bullets are coming at you and you just like slowly <laughs> move out of the way and when it hits you like in the forehead it's like Oh you're scary. done they have made times. I'm it's also really
3: fun to watch you play that game by the way. Oh, thanks.
2: <laughs> but no, I I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty glad I didn't, you know, go in go in guns blazing and went through the tutorial that I guess that first encounter or something like that.
0: Well, actually, I couldn't figure out how to get back to the original, so you were at you were in one of the harder phases. So good job, you oh. did good. Yay. <laughs> he,
5: he was literally sweating bullets. Oh yeah. Hey.
0: Uh, oh. Good The fun thing though, the fun thing with Sean though is I knew about the Oculus Rift in college when it was still in early development, and I remember watching like YouTube streamers using it and me and sean just being like dude we should go and have these on one of these in college but it was like towards like us graduating and you know moving away and stuff but man so that that's really cool that we've actually got a chance yeah. to, to play around with it because you were the one of the people that first kind of introduced me to some of these games that you could play so yeah, I know
2: that
0: cool very cool so,
4: so it was really fun a buddy of mine actually got the playstation vr the day that it dropped pre-ordered it we all stayed up we, I think we got it when he got off work at, like, 9 or 10 o'clock at night, we were probably there till 2 o'clock in the morning, just tearing this thing apart. And it was... I thought I couldn't have more fun than that. And it was just... Uh, the games that we played were these demo games that were track-based. You're on, like, a little roller coaster with guns and pew, pew, pew. Um, but playing the Oculus took it up a notch. And uh, Robo Recall was super fun. It reminded me of an old, like, arcade game that I played as a kid in Japan, and just it brought back so many awesome memories um but honestly i think the one that took the cake for me was uh echo arena yeah Mm -hmm. um i think they solved all of the issues that i thought that vr would have with the ability to like to move around in space like just physical space going forward going to the side all this stuff robo recall is cool but you have to you know use the joystick to launch yourself to a pinpointed position to like
0: teleport there.
4: Yeah, and uh I mean, which is not it's a, you know, once you get used to it it's not bad, but it's not not my favorite way to maneuver. And I think it was really cool Echo Arena just being able to like grab objects yeah. and throw yourself forward.
3: And for you guys who don't know what Echo Arena is it's a VR game that you basically play ultimate frisbee basically in a 0G chamber. And it's really trippy. The first few times you play it, we were me and Matt were playing last night with another yes. friend who just got an Oculus. I was sweating I'm so by bad. the end of that. I'm so bad. But at it was it. the it was so much fun. But you were literally just floating around in space, and it's really kind of trippy. But so it's a so blast. much fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's hard to to like. It feels like once you start to slip offline, mm-hmm. that all hope is lost. Oh and yeah, you kind of panic and start literally grabbing for things, and you mm-hmm. can't, there's nothing to grab. You're just floating through space.
0: It was wild. Yeah, and that's one of those free games that we were talking about. It's it's a multiplayer game based on another game that isn't
3: free. Yeah, there's What's a single-player
0: game called the Lone
3: Echo, and this is the multiplayer portion. I'm assuming it was so that people could kind of understand the mechanics. Because if you had told me a zero-G game would work in VR with me standing still, I, that sounds like it would make me
0: sick. But it doesn't. It works really well. So yeah. I
3: think it's to boost interest in that game.
0: Which definitely works, because I'm interested in that game now because of it. So. Anything else you want to add, Tommy? Uh, VR, is v-
4: <laughs> VR is fun. VR is fun. Mean,
0: VR is not right. wrong. So for me, like I said, my first experience with VR was at Best Buy doing a climb uh, climbing simulator, basically, and I was just super in. And all the games I've played are really fun. Um, the Robo Recall is probably my favorite, although we did just play a game last night called Dead... Dead and Buried. Dead and Buried, which is another shooter, but you can do multiplayer, and it's like... Th- <sighs> VR is the closest thing to feeling like you're in an arcade, physically getting to interact with games. Yes. And when I say that, some people don't understand what I mean because they're like, I mean, you can play any game from an arcade. It's called video games, but it's it's different when you go to arcade. It's part of the experience is getting to interact with the game. You know, one of me and Drew loved playing Time Crisis. Oh yeah. Back in the day because you get a physical gun. And it's the same thing with VR. In the
4: foot pedal. You got the to make that decision.
0: You got to make the decision interact more. With VR though, it's it's like that. You've yeah. got physical controllers that represent your hands and guns, and that works really, really well. It blows my mind how well the hand the touch controllers work. But so those shooters where you can actually move and like in super hot you have to actually move to avoid the bullets and stuff like that. It just blows my mind. Um but the one game that and it's probably not the best game I've played, but I'm a huge Batman fan. So buying Batman VR, it was only 20 bucks, and it's not super long, but being able to, like, the first mission is literally you, like, putting on the Batsuit. And awesome. the whole time I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I am Batman. <laughs> and there's, like, there's like a little where you can practice throwing batarangs and stuff at, like, targets and stuff, and it's so cool. And, and I don't know, Roll, if you realize this, but, like, you use two of the buttons to pick up the, the batterings and throw. If you put your hands down at your waist where your batterings is and just like spam the button, you'll just like throw a billion batterings oh, really? and just sit there going and like batterings <laughs> are just flying from your belts and it's, it's really silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's really silly, but it's really fun and so like so part of the game are these Riddler trophies you can find and it's literally like pieces of an object, and you're actually putting them together like Lego pieces to make the object, and it's super cool. Being in VR, being able to use your hands to like move the items around, and that part's really, really cool. So that the Batman VR was awesome. Matt, you dropped this. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't drop it. I threw something at Rolo because he was making faces at me. <laughs> yeah,
1: when there's this many people talking about, it, I think we all kind of got the same thing out of it. I really enjoyed the <laughs> Robo Recall. It was hard to aim to me. I don't know if that anybody else caught that, but once you get the feel for it, it gets a little easier. but I really enjoyed Robo Recall. And then my favorite thing that nobody's really mentioned is I did this thing called the toy box. Yeah. oh yeah, and just the we're all shabby.
4: quasi-adults.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I don't even care. <laughs> I, will, I refuse to grow up. But the, the best part of that was there's just all this stuff and just being able Could you to say be,
3: they are toys.
1: They could be considered toys. <laughs> if you're a child, I'm an adult and they're not considered toys, they're things. Okay. So
4: <laughs> Things we need. So Thing the stuff. the best things, part things
1: is you could just kind of do whatever you want and yeah. you have there's dynamite and there's guns and there's boomerangs and I there's a ping pong paddle and ping pong balls and I'm thinking, surely this isn't gonna work correctly. Dude VR ping pong. But you can literally you, you can literally pick up the <laughs> ping pong paddle. And throw the ball up and bounce the ball on the paddle like playing keep it up. And it works flawlessly. And I just really enjoyed that you can just make stuff up and everything just works.
3: Yeah, interestingly enough, I was reading about there's a sports bar game that's like a virtual sports bar that you like multiple people can go into and you can play pool and ball and ping pong and darts and all this other stuff that's awesome and it's it's <laughs> re- like somebody was saying like it's actually kind of fun to play pool because it actually feels kind of accurate uh just don't hit a wall which happens a lot in vr when you really get <laughs> into it by the way
0: yeah i've i've got little nicks on my controllers from where yep. i hit my desk but they still work they're pretty tough little things so for me um
3: I've got my Oculus I guess last week so I've had about a week to play with it. I got they've got a big sale going on right now and I've not bought any games. I've just got all these free games that have come with it and it's a great selection that I really think shows off, you know, the entire suite of things. I think the most fun I've had so far, uh, we played Dead and Buried last night. Um, me and another friend who just got an Oculus. And I would played some of the modes. They've got like target shooting modes. So it's like a western shooting game, basically. Um, they've got target shooting modes and they've got like you and another player are, are like on a high noon standoff kind of game where you're like gunslinging. But they have this other game mode that was a a shootout and it was basically two versus two but you spawn in and the way that you set this thing up is you set up like a play area so I've got like you know six by five foot kind of general area to play in and you spawn into this area and like the other person's just standing in front of you and there's like a crate to your left so what do I do? I jump down onto the floor with my headset and hide behind a virtual crate and that sounds so ridiculous and I'm sure it looks so dumb for me to watch but it was so immersive and so interesting and What you were just saying, Matt, I definitely punched my ceiling fan accidentally last night just playing, trying to throw a piece of dynamite. So that's been my coolest experience. I think VR is really great. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think one of the reasons that it works so well, especially in the Oculus, I've not played with the Vive, but um, the touch controllers are so well designed. Um, They're light um, they're real intuitive. Uh, it's easy to understand how to pick up things and move things around, and uh, you know, shoot guns. And
4: you know, I thought that was the the good thing about PlayStation's controllers too. The the way that they integrate their uh, handset system, I thought was fantastic. Really, it couldn't be beat. But honestly, the Oculus, um, I think, took it took it up a notch.
3: Mm-hmm. I've, I've done a little reading, and it seems like the Oculus came out with their touch controllers later than everyone. So they're the newest mm-hmm. controllers. I think that shows through in some of the tech. But um, it just adds, and, and this is even some of Oculus's like sales pitch for the thing. The, their thing is what Oculus has that other VR headsets doesn't have is presence. And I, and I think that there are other ones as well. But I think those hand controllers really make you feel like you're in it. Um, I've had multiple people try this out who usually get sick virtually reality sick or they have vertigo or stuff who've had no issues and a lot of them think it's because they have these reference points that help them understand where they're
0: at. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, thinking on that, going off of that, the Tommy talked about the PlayStation version where it's, it's aren't they the little controllers with the big glowy balls yeah. on the top? So that's a little weird. You're holding a wand and the the vibe... The HTC Vibe, which is arguably probably the closest thing to compa- competing with the Oculus. From what I understand, it maybe tracks a little bit better, mm-hmm. which blows my mind because I think the Oculus tracks perfectly. Like I it's love fantastic. the boundary
4: system yes. of the Oculus.
0: Yes, so So the boundary system, like Tommy said, what you do is you can like set up where the wall is and where things are, and you can see an invisible wall in any, any game you How play. How do you see an invisible wall? It's, you can, can you see <laughs> your skills, oh master. You can see a see-through wall that keeps you from punching your wall, though you still end up punching your wall. But the HTC's hand controllers are even weirder than the PlayStation ones. The PlayStation ones you have like two, you know, like almost like a wand with the big glowy ball on the end of it. The HTC's are like that, but they stick out like three inches and make this weird, like circle. round circle thing, and they just look super not like unnatural, but like this with the touch you're holding it feels like half a controller and then the sensor wraps around your hand so you don't feel like you have this thing in front of you and when you get in the game it feels the way you're holding the controller feels like what you see is your hand of just naturally resting in a position yeah i will say one thing i've read about the the htc vive controller is one of the reasons they designed it
3: like that is because it's more versatile for instance somebody was saying they were playing a canoeing game and they just like rode with it so anyways
4: so, we've all talked about how much we absolutely love the Oculus and VR, and, you know, we've all got nothing but praises. Uh, what are the negatives that you guys have seen? Where can VR, the Oculus, the PlayStation, the Vive, where, all can, where can we
0: see growth? What do we, what do we want to see next?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: For me, the, the biggest negative, and I don't, honestly don't think it's that bad, especially this like the sale Drew got, the price is a little steep. It's, it's it's hard to, like, pull the trigger on, you know, $400, 500 toy. Well, especially you when know. you need almost, like, a 1000 to $1,500 computer to run no, it. What yes. yes. I was going to say
1: was the computer aspect of it, too.
0: Right. So that comes – the whole other thing is the cost of getting the device and the cost of being able to run it if you don't have a good enough computer. That is a big hurdle that a lot of people are going to have a hard time getting over. Um, that's probably the biggest initial thing I would think of is, is, but, but even that, like I bought mine, you know, it's normally they're $500 and the touch are a hundred dollars. So it's $600. Drew just bought both of them for $400. Yeah. So the and price they, has come down a little bit. And they've, uh,
3: they've reduced the price now. Uh, a friend of mine just bought one. You can now get the touch controllers and the headset for 500 flat after the sale goes offline too. So nice. they've reduced the price from 600 to 500 on that. Mm. Um, so it, they're working towards it. I think.
4: And I think counter-argument, too, to the principle is that PC gaming has always been more expensive yeah. than console gaming, you know, and, and it goes into that joke of the PC master race, but the things <laughs> that you can do to yeah. the PC itself is not cheap to get, but the quality that you get out of it, you know, is is phenomenal in my opinion, um, but, you know, just to kind of counter mm. a little bit. No,
0: no, no, I, and, I, and I agree with you, and, and I think it's 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 doable, because this is a technology that If you had told me when I was in college, when they were first coming out with it, that I would be able to actually afford it, and I'd have to save up, but actually be able to afford something like this that was cheaper than a thousand dollars, I wouldn't have believed you. I fully expected when the Oculus to come out for it to be a grand. And so for it to be, this to be an item that seems so futuristic and seems so niche, for it to be now in the consumer market, because like you said, a lot of people think it's just a novelty. But like you can, anybody can buy one of these, and anybody can play. The, and there's good support for it now, and so like that's you know, it's doable. Yeah, and I think novelty
3: is is true to some degree because I mean here's the deal, and this is a negative I have towards it. The tech is still new, and they're still getting it improved. But you can't play super long without eventually getting. I played the other day for maybe maybe 45 minutes, uh, which again. I'm glad that I'm not spending hours in VR. <laughs> that that would be a whole other thing. But, for instance, I had a dull headache the rest of the day. Um, and th- there's nothing besides the fact that you just have a screen this close to your face. And mm-hmm. you're moving around and everything else. So I think that's something that can get better, and it is better, and it will get better. It's a lot better than the old virtual way back in the day, which was nothing but a headache machine.
4: And I think to piggyback off that, too, uh, I wear glasses, mostly mm-hmm. for, for reading. I'm farsighted. Um, and not by much. I'm not... You know, I don't have these thick bottle glasses. I'm only plus 1.25. And so for those who, you know, want to put a number scale to it. uh, But uh, I have to wear my glasses with VR because I can't see it. And I think PlayStation, I'll I'll give them credit on this. They're probably the only headset so far that I've been able to put on and not have to wear glasses. Mm -hmm. Um, you, You know, they've got enough of a shift where I can place it perfectly, you know, in the focal plane. Um, but I do think that, um, that's something that really does need to be be addressed because there's a large number of people who require glasses. Um, and especially cause as you're saying, Drew, like that screen is really yeah. close to
3: your face. Well, I played the other day with my glasses on and, you know, 10 minutes in my lens fogged up. So then I had to like pull them off. Plus it's hard to get on with your glasses on. So, um, I think those are some areas I can make. Another thing, and I won't throw it to you guys, but I think one thing that they need to get better at as well is, you know, the games that are there are really great, but there's not... Nothing feels like a full-fledged game. It feels like Robo Recall feels like a single portion of what we would consider nowadays a full game. I mean, it's priced accordingly, but... Um, and I know, like, Fallout 4 is coming. The entire game is coming well, to VR. Well, you had
4: Resident Evil. The newest Resident Evil had a full-fledged okay. version of that in, in VR. So we played it in 2D in anticipation for, you know, this to come out. But you're right. Like, at the current moment, there's not a huge selection of full games that you really feel $60 is yeah. justifiable to spend.
1: Yeah. I was going to go there and mention that because all the games are great, but they're all kind of the same game. Not the same game, but like Robo Recall, okay, you're shooting robots, but there's not there's no depth to the game Similar at mechanics. All. Yeah, and same thing with The Dead and Buried. Yeah, it's a cool, it's an arcade game, but after you've played it for a month, I mean... It's, there's not much else to it. It's fun. You can jump in and play for five minutes, but until a Fallout or some a similar game like that, like a Bioshock, yeah. comes out, and it's a full, in-depth story game, I'd be interested to see how that works. Because at the moment, like you said, there's no depth to any of the games. It's yeah. fun to play around, but after 20 minutes, it's like, okay, I've had enough of this.
3: Eventually, the novelty's going to wear off.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just like, like, like you were saying, it's not a full-fledged game, but... To me, that's just kind of like Call of Duty to me, because I can buy one Call of Duty game, yeah. a, like every ten years and be t- totally fine with it. And then after that ten years, buy a new one, be all right with it. That's true. So
5: um, I remember hearing about them, Bethesda releasing the Fallout yeah. and the. I think also they said Skyrim was uh, one they were looking into. Skyrim, possibly.
0: Maybe? I know. I know Doom was one of them. I know right. Do- mm-hmm. a E version of Doom is coming. Mm-hmm. All but the Fallout's coming. So, but even Doom is, is more like Robo Recall where you're in one place and you're using that teleporting way to just jump around and shoot mobs and stuff like that.
3: And, and that's, a, that's a good point too. I don't mean to cut you off for a little but like fair. That's something they can improve because that's a great workaround for right now but it's not perfect. Um,
5: so I mean, I, all I was going to say is I'm completely in agreement with all of y'all saying that like until like there are some solid games out there with some length to them then like... I don't want to kind of like jump onto it, so.
3: Yeah, and I'll say this: there's a lot of content in the store. I was actually really surprised. Now, there's not a lot of Robo Recalls and Echo Arenas; these like really polished, nice ones. But like, I pulled up like a Disney VR experience thing and sh- showing like some kids of my friends the other day, and that was really cool. So there is there's a surprising amount of content, but I think mm-hmm. eventually they're going to get a killer app, and you know. I've always believed that software sells hardware. So I think eventually they're going to get something and people are going to want it so much. Because there is interest. I will say this, that I've had more adults and other random people say, hey, I want to come see what that's about who don't even like video games and stuff like that. They're just amazed by the technology.
0: So, you know, going off of what you're saying, most of these games are awesome, but they are. But the free games, the only games that... Like, I bought Batman, but Batman was only a $20 game. So it wasn't a full game, but even that was... You know, we didn't have time to ch- really dive into that, but that's a pretty good game that was probably about mm, an hour to 2 hour story. And then there's games out there that we just haven't yeah. dove into like the, the Wilson's Heart game is yeah. supposed to be really amazing and it's it's supposed to be a full-length game. I actually want to ask a question. Yes. Yeah, so so not... we like so, questions.
5: So what I, I want don't. to ask though is do you think right. the reason why you don't have like a lot of games out there full-fledged games is it because that a lot of these companies are scared to jump onto the mm. VR bandwagon.
3: I think I think they're coming because, I mean, uh, for instance, here's here's what I've I've been reading a lot about this in preparation of this episode. And what I've been reading and understanding is that a lot of major developers are are sorry, Sean made a funny face. Uh, a lot of major developers. Are are really jumping on board now. Ubisoft's got a game. Epic's got a game. Um, we've got a lot of these companies that are in process of making games. I think I think a year from now we're going to see almost every major developer have at least something VR related. Um, or another thing that's happening a lot is like they'll make a VR level. Like for instance, Star Wars Battlefront had. An X-Wing mission that you could play in VR for the PlayStation VR, but that's only one mission but it was like a, kind of like a tag-on to it, so mm-hmm. that's become popular, and that, I think that's a way of them trying stuff out without having to devote all the resources to a game that may flop because there's not as many people playing.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I think to, to kind of shift this discussion a little bit but to go off of that, I think too that um, I think there's just as big of a market outside of video games for VR as there is for video games and so I know most of us sitting around the table half of us work in the media industry and the other half you know you guys have other respective um jobs and, and things that you guys do you're in different industries um what are some cool things that you guys see like what are some cool shifts and and uses of vr in other industries uh one technology that I heard about was um I think I may have mentioned this on an earlier podcast um mm-hmm. uh, but doctors were using vr yeah to show uh like a live an uh, anatomical heart and you could basically dissect the heart and see the different parts of it and i know that the uh financial institutions are actually getting a hold of vr and using it as educational stuff as well so i think that there's there's a paradigm shift that we can use vr um unlike You know, 3D movies really just existed in 3D movies and TV. I think this has the perspective to branch farther and makes it a little harder to hone. Mm -hmm.
0: One thought I have with that is um, one of the games you played that Tommy loved was one of these almost VR paint where you just were getting to craft and it was called Quill. And another free game, which I wouldn't be surprised if there's What's a higher a, or an end application. One. yeah, an application where you can mold and draw and do all that. So for the art industry or 3d designers to be able to create 3d things and actually grab them and move them around like I can just imagine I wouldn't even be surprised if like Pixar and Disney Animation had this techno kind of technology already for when they do there or at least the hands where they can move around and adjust what they need to do from inside the technology.
3: Yeah.
1: Something I was going to mention and I, and I think they're starting to work on this is like sporting events. They can basically set up a 360 camera. It's so in a seat mm-hmm. at the event and you can pay two dollars or whatever and you put on your headset and you literally watch the sporting event from in the stadium that's cool with vr and it's live and everything's there and you can hear it that's really cool and it basically feels like you're at the game if you know your favorite team plays in los angeles and you can't get out there to see them especially two dollars and sit there and watch it with everybody especially Mm -hmm. if it's
0: good seats yeah even like on the field exactly or even further where there are multiple cameras and you can jump angles. Oh, so man, like a soccer game neat. or something, mm-hmm. if there was one where you could jump and see a straight down angle and jump yeah. from goal to goal, I would be totally down Yeah, for that would be Strap
1: GoPros on the players. <laughs> 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 from the players' perspective. The, uh, I think that would be, uh, cool. NH- be GoPro and
4: NHL actually worked out a deal. I don't know whatever came of it, but they were actually doing that where they were really? putting it on the hockey players. <laughs> They've done cool. that
1: for football practices where That's they put a camera say. on the quarterback's helmet and you see everything that he looks that while he's running a play and it was just i think that would be cool being a big sports fan
3: so i think there's a lot of really cool applications for vr outside of gaming um one of the things i've got to experience personally at a a conference i went at was there's a charity called charity water um, who their whole purpose is to help people in places that don't have clean water get clean water Everybody needs clean water, guys. So they did this awesome thing. They took a whole crew of filmmakers out and filmed this girl's journey from her village walking four or five miles away to the only watering hole, waiting five or six hours to just get one jar of water and then walking all the way back. Um, In... VR so you could kind of they put you in this really cool like circular thing so you had a boundaries where you could walk but you could kind of look around and see as they took you through this journey and it was really really dynamic and really helped tell that story and sell what it's like even more so than even good cinematography could just added a layer um, And in that same vein another thing I, I experienced personally in my oculus is Disney has this VR app it's free. And one of the things they did, they had Star Wars stuff in it. You actually, they filmed a the tank scene from Rogue One, where they've got the hover tank and it gets attacked. They filmed that entire scene with a few 3D cameras set up around, so you're like on set as they're shooting, and you're jumping around and you're seeing what happened and everything else. It was really, really cool, and it wasn't a game, and it wasn't very long, and it was completely free, but it was really immersive, and it was cool to see kind of behind the scenes type stuff. So I think there's some really cool. Movie type applications being able to tell stories in unique ways. I think Oculus has even made a movie or two. I have, I'm not sure
1: about that. I was I saw something in the story yesterday when I was looking through. So it's really neat. And I wanted to piggyback real quick off of that. Something that I thought of is like if you take like a realtor or somebody like that that has all these listings for houses, and you can look at pictures, but unless you're like yeah. going to the house, you can't really see it. So if a realtor had a hundred listings you could literally put on the VR headset and walk through all of these houses and see exactly how it's laid out and everything like that. And like resorts, if you're going to go on vacation, you can literally walk around the resort and see what it's like before you spend all this money to go there and it's not what you expected.
2: Yeah, and I
4: actually film real estate work at times. And uh, honestly, I would much rather have a 3D rig that I could set up because um, honestly, it is just a little more immersive. You get an idea – of space better. Um, I think it's just an interesting technology.
5: So I just wanted to touch on, um, I'm actually a teacher and over the summer I did a Google conference where we got like training on a whole bunch of like cool technological like advancements to use in education. Yeah. One of them was VR and, um, there's all these different apps that are out there that also like, uh, kind of like Oculus in their games. They just have out these free educational tools you can use and that's why i bought my vr headset it was 30 bucks but i mean to use it in a classroom that's perfect um one of the companies called i think it's called quiver i don't know if y'all have ever heard of that Mm, no but they have all this cool vr stuff uh some one thing that stood out to me was like these like worksheets that you can print out and kids can color them but then you download the app and you take an picture of it and then it pulls up a virtual reality image of what they colored oh that's neat and so and it's what the exact colors that they choose yeah and so like there were like cells and um, animals and all sorts of stuff that's Um, really cool it's very cool Um, another one is uh, doing virtual reality field trips and I mean we could like take kids literally to the moon and like they could see like in detail some of like the different craters and all, all these cool aspects of the moon. Yeah. And so those are things that I'm hoping to implement in my classroom this year. Um, and Because these kids, they, they don't go anywhere. I mean, they go down the street to the mm-hmm. gas station to get snacks. But to take them to across the United States, like, that'd be awesome.
4: Be a great way to take kids to the museum without them like without worrying about them breaking something. Exactly. <laughs> or getting
0: lost. <laughs> That's worth money right oh, there. Yes. Right.
3: But then Night at the Museum doesn't happen,
0: and uh, oh man, oh man. Great movie. Mm. Um. Babel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me back up. Let me back up. Sorry. Fun movie. Yes. We'll go with fun absolutely. Movie. I can go with that. Go ahead, John. Um,
2: I like to travel. I like traveling a lot, and so. I know that this oculus rift and vr is fairly new to everyone but um i think it would be cool to be able to you know that they make a like a like an area that you can stand on and just be able to walk around like while you have the vr headset on and you could just walk around like different places or different places in history and stuff like that but i think um Gosh, I lost my I lost my thought. <laughs> so you kind
4: of talking like have a little portable like
2: treadmill system yeah. where you can actually it's like, like physically it's not, walk and move. Yeah, but it's not just they have straight that. On, it's really expensive. Side like an omnidirectional.
3: Yeah, I've saw those. They're really expensive. So, guys, if we all pool our money together, we can do this. We can order a park. We, we, we don't need retirement. We can buy the box. Debatable. I do like your idea, though. And uh, there was one that caught my eye that may be kind of what you're talking about on the yeah. Oculus store. It was uh, Everest VR, and they have literally filmed, like, a trek up Everest. And you can walk and kind of go up as you go through Everest, yeah. which is really interesting and kind of cool. So, yeah. I
2: think. go ahead no. no i think um i think it'd be pretty cool like because i've seen i've seen a couple of videos online to yeah. where um they have these guys playing or doing training on a little pad or something like that but they've got their gun and everything yeah and it's really nifty but i think you could. you could do a lot of free roaming games off of that sucker yeah so
4: i think my favorite use so far and i haven't gotten to uh participate in this yet but um, to kind of bring this full circle here, Ridley Scott with Alien Covenant did a uh, did a VR game called In Utero, where basically you're yeah. like the uh, the neomorph as it becomes a chest burster and you're going through the person's body. And there were select theaters where they actually set up Oculus systems. You paid a premium, you could go in and do this. Uh, And supposedly it's on the store. I don't know. I mean, obviously I don't have an Oculus, so I've never, I haven't looked, but um, that's something we definitely need to do. And I think that's a really cool way too for filmmakers also to kind of bridge the gap a little bit more and give, instead of having a, you know, dedicated video game per se, you give a very immersive experience with your audience to kind of go with it.
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. All right, well. That's kind of it. Oh, I do have one thing I wanted to add. We moved on from the negatives. but One negative I thought of was the amount of room you have. Yeah. That is tricky because Drew's got a really perfect room for that, and I have like a three-foot space. (laughs) Three-foot's generous, too. And that's generous to say, but so your space for a negative that's, that's a tricky part I'm converting my entire garage <laughs> <to> at, <laughs> when I get home <laughs> to, to an Oculus they, they have I've seen on Amazon they have like cables and stuff you can hook, hook up to the roof to like pull the cable off your shoulder and stuff oh yeah it's, it's, it's ridiculous like a, listen it's, aka again, a hook yeah it, well, that's, well it's, like, yeah. it's like
3: a pulley yeah. <laughs> Okay, if we just pull all of our money and sell everything <laughs> we could make a whole VR house done I'm okay VR. with this buy a warehouse <laughs> side awesome. note talking about VR too another application that is being used Already, is these virtual uh, like uh, escape rooms slash like experiences. Like for instance, there's a VR company that's proprietary. Oh, I can't say that right. Um, Basically, all their own tech and everything else. But they all have a huge warehouse, and everyone gets suited up with a wireless system. Like it's all built in, like a vest and a headset, and they have rifles, and they go into a play space, and they can see each other in play space, and then they have like zombie apocalypse and stuff. That's really Uh, cool.
4: Yeah. I remember reading about one of the first ones that set that up and they had built these like false walls for you to like walk around this maze in this building mm-hmm. and you could go outside in the game and they had a fan so if you walked out you know in this door oh, you neat. got hit with a little bit of wind and a little bit of spray and just kind of helped sell the experience and uh we don't have anything like that near us, but we all need to. Once again, pull our, our money, money together. together. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. If our wives yeah. let us.
1: yeah. I think we're really over-exaggerating how much money each of us has. <laughs>
4: no, no, no. I don't what know about you doing? guys. all of these what? things combined. We have to pick one. Oh, yeah. and Just one.
1: Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Still
0: debatable. <laughs> Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. That's, that's our VR talk. Does anybody have anything else you want to add? If not, I'm going to transition into a new segment that we've come up with called Campfire Tales. Now in this new segment, we will tell stories of our past, whether it's video game related or maybe a movie or something like that. But I've got the first story that I really want to share with you guys. It'll only take a minute, but I think you guys will find this story really good. So, the year was 1998. I was a little seven-year-old and it was Christmas morning. Just imagine back being excited for Christmas and coming downstairs and it was me and my brother Drew and my other brother Zach. Now at this point, we would all get presents for ourselves and we also got presents that we had to share with our brothers. Oh yeah. And so this morning, this Christmas morning, after opening all our presents, we were placed in front of us three presents, a small box, a medium box, and a big box. Me being the, the baby in the family, I got to open the biggest box. Drew got the smallest, and my other brother, Zach, got the medium box. You don't remember this story, do you, Drew? I'm, I, I can tell by the look it's on your face. It's pieces. It's coming so, back. So, Probably because
3: uh, I got the smallest box, you know. Well, <laughs> a little gypped. So we're,
0: we're <laughs> sitting there, and so we decide to open it each box, you know, one at a time. So Drew opens his first box, and it is Goldeneye for the Nintendo 64. Oh, I do remember this now, yeah. So we had been playing the N sixty four at our friend's house for like a year. It had been out like a year or two, and we didn't have one. And so we opened it, and the look on his face, little Drew's face, was that of sadness because this was the game that we all wanted, but we didn't have an Nintendo sixty four. And then <laughs> it was that moment we thought our parents had like had messed up. <laughs> messed up. They like got you a
3: game for a system you don't have. You know parents, they mean well.
0: Sometimes so, they mess up. So then, Drew's little little eyes slowly shift over to me and the big present in front of me. And it clicked in his mind. I have no clue what's going on at this point. I'm just excited. I get to open another present. My brother, my older brother, who loves me so dearly, pushes me out of the way <laughs> and yells, open it, open it. It's a Nintendo 64. And we opened it up, and it was a Nintendo 64. And to this day, I can vividly remember my brother pushing me out of the way and opening my present, because he it, he put two and two together, that it was a Nintendo 64. And that was one of the coolest crystals. I quickly got over it, because we had a Nintendo 64. I did, I did want to point out, it was our Nintendo 64. It was 64. our Nintendo 64, <laughs> and, and you were going too slow. I was not going too slow, we were going in. The wrong order, you know, to be real. Go, yeah. <laughs> we went the wrong order. <laughs> I
2: don't think he feels any shame.
0: Man. So that's that's the story I wanted to tell. It's, it's, it's a really fun story because I just okay. vividly remember my brother pushing me over and opening the present, but we were excited because we got it in 64. So that is our first ever Campfire Tales. So that's our episode, guys. Drew, will you tell everybody where they can find us? Ladies and gentlemen, we would love it if you would connect with us, and you can
3: do that in a lot of different places. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Podbean. And iTunes. Uh, so check us out at all those places. Also, you can check us out at our website, thevalkyrecast.com. That'll actually redirect you back to Podbeam, which is kind of our landing uh, place for the website, uh, for the podcast. Uh, the website takes you there. Um, and we'd love you guys to drop by, tell us what you think. Uh, we are trying to get better at this and everything else. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, if you could please go to iTunes and leave us a review, it really, really helps us. One, it gives us feedback, but two, it makes life it makes it easier for people to find us. And since our name's the Valkyrie cast that, you know, we could use all the help we can get. So go give us a review. That'd be awesome. And that's it. That's our episode. Thanks for joining us for this VR special episode. And we'll catch you next time. We are the Valkyrie cast.